Live from the Watchdogs Radio Studio in Atlanta, Georgia, and the Watchdogs National Office in Springdale, Arkansas, you are listening to Watchdogs Radio. Watchdogs Radio is a production of the Dads of Great Students program of the National Center of Fathering. For more information, go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. And now, here's the host of Watchdogs Radio, Keith Shoemaker. Well, good morning across the country, and welcome to another edition of Watch Dogs Radio. This is your host, Keith Shoemaker. I am coming to you live from Richmond, Virginia, the Virginia PTA Convention. It is a beautiful day in Richmond, and we have a great group of people here advocating for students and schools all across the great state of Virginia. You know, Virginia is about our either our third or fourth largest uh, state as far as watchdog schools, and it's been real interesting to be here. We actually have an exhibit booth here in the exhibit hall. You may hear some background noise, which is great because you hear a lot of great people doing a lot of great things for our kids and for our schools. But uh, when I come to uh, a convention like this, it's great to be able to uh, be here at the exhibit booth, and I would say the overwhelming majority of people that come up to the booth say, you know, they don't say, what is watchdogs? They say, hey, we're a watchdog school. We love it. We we love the parent engagement. We love what it brings to our PTA. So it's just that much fun to be here. We have a lot of people asking questions, uh, directions in, in how to uh, upgrade their watchdogs program. They're learning about Watchdogs University now where they can get into uh, the watchdogs program or they can get to our webpage and get some additional uh, sort of more advanced training on the Watchdogs program. Now, earlier today, I had a chance to have a great interview with Justin Raber, who is the immediate past president of West Virginia PTA. He is here serving as the parliamentarian for the procedures here at the uh, Virginia PTA convention. But uh, we had a great interview and, of course, wonderful technical difficulties. I was not able to get it uh, uploaded in time. Uh, to be able to play that for you. So we will have that for you next week on Watchdogs Radio. Now, as I mentioned uh, quite often on our program, when I get a chance to go out and travel, I get a chance to meet some wonderful and amazing people all across this country. And about a year ago, I was up at the Iron Sharpens Iron Conference, and uh, and here comes Don. Hold on a minute, Don. Don't go anywhere, okay? I got a surprise for you. Uh, we are live on the air with Watchdogs Radio, and... Don, I want you to tell me a little bit about Virginia PTA, what we're doing here, and I know you're running the exhibit hall. We got some great folks, both uh, both vendors and nonprofit organizations. So tell us a little bit about uh, the Virginia PTA convention. I surprised you. She just walked up. She had no idea, so she is not prepared. Well, thanks so much. Appreciate that. We're really excited to have you all here and so many others. We have an exhibit hall full of about 50 vendors this year. We're excited. Virginia PTA is one of the top five largest PTAs in the nation, and we're just excited to be able to serve and provide a service for our communities. Okay. Now, when someone comes to a state PTA convention, let's talk about what that means. They're, they're here, one, to be a part. I know they're a member of their local unit PTA, and a lot of people don't think beyond that level. But when you're a member of a local unit PTA, you're also a member of a council and a district and a state PTA. So somebody that's coming to this conference or considering coming to next year's conference, what can they expect? Well, they can absolutely expect a lot of training and support resources. What we try to aim to do at this conference annually is to provide a resource for not only the local unit leaders, but overall for those councils 
and for overall from a state perspective with resources and the training that I mentioned. We have leadership development, we have member resource engagement, and so all of these are resources, especially uh, timely because PTA is very essential in our communities. Okay. Well, Don McCoy, thank you so much for joining us, and thank you for everything that you do for Virginia's children and for Virginia PTA, and pass that on to our state board. We really appreciate being here, so thank you so much. Okay, as I mentioned, got some great people that I get a chance to meet when we travel. And uh, as I said, about a year, year and a half ago, I was up at the Iron Sharpens Iron Conference up in Connecticut, and I had the chance to meet somebody who I've been, uh, I've, I've known of for years. Uh, just so proud and so happy that he is able to join us this morning. I'd like to uh, introduce uh, former NFL quarterback Jeff Kemp, who is doing some amazing stuff with families. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us on Watchdogs Radio. Hey, Keith, it's my pleasure, buddy. Well, Jeff, I tell you what, there there may be one or two people who have lived under a rock their entire life and may not know who Jeff Kemp is. So uh, if you could kind of just give us a little bit of your background, and I really want to get into the great work that you're doing these days. Well, uh, you're making it sound like I'm really important, but I think I'm probably uh, only important because I'm married to Stacy, and i got four cool sons, two of whom are married, and one's engaged, and uh, I'm just thankful. So uh, I I grew up in a family with uh, pro football. My daddy was a pro quarterback in the NFL, and then he ran for Congress. He was in politics. He ran for vice president, Bob Dole. So we kind of lived a life of leadership. Uh, My little brother ended up being a pro quarterback and played in Canada, and I I went to the NFL and played 11 years. Um, Started off as a free agent and played with the Rams and the Niners and the Seahawks and the Eagles. Usually I was a backup, but I got to start for about three years in the NFL, and then uh, I knew that the purpose of that platform, um, really that God gave me the chance to make it in the league, was to use it to leave society better than uh, it is, and that hopefully is what I've been working on um, kind of at the headwaters, which is how do you strengthen manhood, how do you strengthen marriage, how do you strengthen uh, fatherhood, and if you do those things to strengthen the family, then we can bring the potential into kids' lives and avoid a lot of the pain uh, that society sees. Obviously, the work you do is central to that at Watch Dogs. Um, and today I work at Family Life. I'm a vice president and uh, a catalyst for helping others. So I'm a speaker um, and a writer. I wrote a book called Facing the Blitz, um, and I network with a lot of groups because we need team solutions to big problems and strengthening families at the core of it. Absolutely. Now, uh, one of the reasons that I wanted to uh, get you on the air now is talking about your current book, Facing the Blitz. Uh, you know, I had a chance to uh, to get through the book, and and some of the principles that you talk about in the book. You know, guys love football; they understand the concept of of facing the blitz. They understand the concept of of looking at it from a sports perspective. But when you take it to the everyday guy, when you take it to the local guy, and and he's facing things things that feel so overwhelming that you know you've got to you've got to either pass or 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 tuck it in or 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 whatever it is that you're going to do but men everyday men face the blitz every day so in your book you talk about how do we deal with that so so Jeff in the the cliff notes version of it you know number 1 we want our folks to uh get on facingtheblitz.com and look at the book order the book learn from it but uh, but what are some of the suggestions that come out in the book? <laughs> okay, you want the cliff notes. Um, first of all, a blitz is a crisis, and a crisis is both danger and opportunity. 
it's not just danger. Um, you mentioned that sometimes uh, if you have an addiction to pornography, that's really uh, something brutal, and you get cut, you get caught, or uh, there's an affair in your marriage, or your kid is um, caught for addiction to drugs, or there's a car accident that uh, is really brutal, and you can't pay for the medical injuries. You lose your job. Um, you get a you know a cancer uh, diagnosis at the doctor's office. These blitzes look like they're crises. Sometimes we want to tuck and run or just hide in a hole. Um, but the truth is that problems in life provide opportunities for us to change our character, build more teamwork, strengthen our relationship with God, draw from a power source greater than ourselves, and we may build an opportunity to help others because we went through something tough that others will go through in the future. So there's people that have been in prison that started prison ministries. There's people that broke their neck and are handicapped for life, like Johnny Erickson Tata that started an organization that helps people with disabilities across the nation. Uh, Chris Kyle from uh, uh, the book and movie American Sniper was facing a blitz of PTSD, um, disconnected from his wife, disconnected from his kids, uh, but it was helping other soldiers, teaching them to shoot on the range again that brought him alive and let him reconnect with his wife. So he kind of got a positive ministry going. Tragically, someone ended up shooting him. Um, But... Blitzes are opportunities. So I'm going to give you the cliff notes. Uh, here's the strategies, three strategies for facing our life's blitzes. Number one, take a long-term view. You can't just think about this week or this weekend or this moment. Um, number two, uh, you got to be willing to change. Just like a quarterback has to change his steps, change who he throws to, sight adjust, adapt, audible. Uh, we have to be willing to change, become more humble, maybe more selfless, less selfish, um, learn to apologize. Um, become more of more of a listener instead of just a talker, or maybe become more of a talker instead of such a quiet person that never articulates our emotions. We need to change. Uh, and third is we need to take our eyes off ourselves as a victim and focus on blessing others. That when we're hurting, look around for someone else that's hurting and encourage them. It'll get us out of the hole more quickly. So those are the three strategies, a long-term view, but be willing to change and focus on others. Um, and I can tell you like a little bit more in a minute about some of the keys to doing that because they sound easy, but they're kind of hard to do. Okay, that that's great. And actually, we will be uh, heading into our break in just a second, and when we come back from our break, uh, we can certainly talk about that. And, uh, Jeff, in the in the book, uh, we talk – well, I guess that's the strategies that we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about um, lift and, and, and what we do from there. So uh, we will be uh, heading into our break, and we will be back in just a minute live from the Virginia PTA convention and also uh, on the line with uh, former NFL quarterback Jeff Kemp. So we will be back with Watchdogs Radio in just a few minutes. Hey, Dad, have you ever wanted to know what my day is really like at school? Now you can find out. You can be a watchdog for a day at my school. DOG stands for Dad's a Great Student. Watchdogs are great. They greet me and my friends at the door in the morning and spend time with us in our classrooms. At lunch, at recess, and at the end of the day, they make sure we go safe. I know my education is important to you, and I would be so proud if you could come. Madison's dad has already volunteered, and he is coming back again soon. I love you, Dad. Go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. Don't you just love cheering your kids on? 
There's nothing like watching your kid outperform the others and bring home the hardware for the team. And if they're really good, that athletic ability just might carry them through college. But let's be real. It's their education that's going to feed your grandkids. Wouldn't it be great if you could cheer them on in the classroom just like you cheer them on in the field? Well, now you can. The Dads of Great Students program, commonly known as Watchdogs, is available in over 4,600 schools nationwide, and many of those schools are right here in the metro area. For as little as just one day per school year, dads can prove to their kids that their education is important too. Call your school to see if a Watchdogs program is available. If not, go to fathers.com slash watchdogs to learn more. Hey, how you doing? This is Bobby Boucher. I wish I would have had a watchdog at my school and had a positive male role model in my life. Instead at home, I had Steve. Uh-huh. Sign up to be a watchdog now and don't be a Steve. Uh-huh. Thank you. You're listening to Watchdogs Radio. All right, and we are back with Watchdogs Radio. This is episode number 148. Uh, we are live online with former NFL quarterback Jeff Kemp. And, uh, Jeff, once again, I'd like to thank you so much for joining us and taking the time to be with us on Watchdogs Radio today. I know we've got a, uh, you've got a pretty tight schedule, and, uh, and we want to give you a chance to uh, get in and get out and do that important work that, uh, that you've been doing. Now, before the break, we talked about uh, the specific strategies of facing the blitz. So, so let's, let's go on into that. That sounds great to hear. Yeah. So the three strategies are to take a long-term view. Don't just look at this moment. Think about your legacy, how, how, do, how you handle this is going to affect your kids and your marriage and your legacy. Um, number two, be willing to change, adapt, adjust, um, change your character. And number three, um, focus on others. Don't get stuck as a victim just looking at yourself, but bless others, encourage others, lift others. Even when you're hurting, it actually helps you get out of the hole and face the blitz better. But as simple as those strategies sound, we all know they're not easy to do. And uh, there's kind of three questions to ask yourself, um, and this distinguishes those who face blitz as well from those who don't. Uh, those who face blitz as well can answer these questions in the positive. Um, am I a team player? Or am I a solo artist? And it's people that are team players who know how to get help and get help, who have a team around them, who make it through life's blitzes and turn them for good. Um, you got to open up. you got to be honest. you got to share your emotions. you got to share your needs. And you got to be there to help others. That's a team player. Be humble enough to get help. You might need to go to counseling, get a mentor. Uh, the second question is, am I more of an investor who's adding value to people and to relationships? Or am I more of a consumer who acts like the rest of us in society who think everything, including products and relationships, is for my benefit? And so we go into it thinking, what can I get out of this, which drains the value and damages the relationship, and then there's uh, less left over to share for everyone. That's what leads to marriages breaking up and big rifts with our children because we act like a consumer. I listened to your ad a, a minute ago about uh, sports and how parents can get overboard thinking their kid's going to get a scholarship and go play pro football or pro basketball or soccer. And, and they basically consume 
the experience of sports taking it away from their kids because they're always correcting and they're always pushing and they're always bragging um, as opposed to just celebrate your kid and their participation and who they are, not their performance. So an investor parent is focused on the child's character, not on their performance. Um, so the second question is that one about, you know, am I an investor or a consumer in relationships? And the third one is, am I dependent on myself or do I have a power source greater than myself? And obviously teamwork is a part of that. But for me, I've found that uh, blitzes have drawn me closer to God to tap into a power source greater than myself. Uh, and that makes all the difference when you're facing cancer or the loss of a loved one or the loss of a job or a tough um, kind of challenge or addiction that you'd like to overcome, but you just don't have the power in and of yourself. So those are really keys uh, to getting through blitzes. You know, are you a team player? Do you take an investor instead of a consumer mentality? And do you draw upon a, a relationship and a power source greater than yourself? Well, that's awesome, and I, and I can tell you, I mean, our listeners know the, um, you know, the challenge that, that, you know, personally that I faced over last uh, uh, two years ago, losing my brother, and and thinking about, you know, how to mm. to take that horrible uh, experience in that event and be able to turn it and 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 I I can say just from a personal experience and, and my own testimony is that it you know it really changed my life where you know I could have checked out I could have uh, of been you know mad at the world and, and mad at, at at everything but I didn't I turned it and you know fortunately you know was able to to gain some from that as well so um, and I'm not I'm not trying to turn this on to myself even though it may sound like it but but seriously, every no, I, man I know exactly what has those experiences. When I talk about being willing to change um, and becoming more of an investor, um, when you go through something real tough like that, I lost my dad to cancer. Um, I ran a nonprofit. We ran out of money, and I had to shrink the whole organization and, and fire myself to get my salary out of it so that it could keep alive and give the organization to a young guy. When, when we go through tough things like that, um, it wakes us up to what really, really matters. And what really, really matters is relationships. What mm-hmm. really, really matters is our character. And sometimes we learn when a blitz hits us that we were holding on to some things um, that weren't the very best things. Our character hadn't changed enough. Uh, maybe our faith was really kind of shallow and we were just you know, living our life for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and we weren't, we weren't tapping into the love Um, that God intended us to express to others. So a blitz, as painful as it is, including the grief that we go through sometimes, if we handle it the right way, can make us a better person, connected to the more important things. And then I'm sure you have a great um, impact with people that lose loved ones or lose a brother or sister um, because you've been through it. You know, Mm -hmm. you you have empathy. You don't just have sympathy. You have empathy. And, and that's one of the true things about blitzes. The tough things you've gone through. Have you had a kid as a prodigal? Have you had a kid with a drug addiction? Uh, have mm-hmm. you ever flunked out of school? Have you ever lost a job? Tell those stories to other people, and they will feel like, oh, my gosh, this guy's approachable. He's humble. I can talk to him. I can share my problems with him. He can help me through what I'm going through. That's exactly. the value of the blitz. Exactly. I mean, just finding the people that been there, done that, got the T-shirt. Um, yep. You know, not not to make light of that, but but still, the those people out there that you know, if you've gone through that thing and you've you've been able to come through it, to be able to support those that 
are are getting there or the you know we see that so much in in, in you know you mentioned um you know, the American sniper story and and you know coming through those type of things coming through a PTSD of some sort uh it it really it enriches you to be able to go out and give back so let me tell you, know, you, thank, me tell you a story yes. about that. There, there was a there was a single bomb lot who who uh lost her son uh, and here's how it happened. He was a, a soldier in the army fighting in Iraq. He comes home and he's hit with PTSD big time. And uh, through substances and other things and the emotional problems, he ended up losing his life here in America rather than over in the war theater. Um, so his, this woman, Leslie, goes into grief. And she starts realizing, I need to take a long-term view because I have other kids who depend on me. I can't stay in the tank. So that long-term view kicks in. Uh, and then she starts saying, I need to do something different. So she starts running to give herself endorphins and a, and a purpose. Mm. And becoming a runner gets herself in shape. Uh, and, and then she, she realizes, I need help from God, a power source. So she starts kind of saying, mm-hmm. God, show me the positives in this world. And she starts thanking him for anything she sees, a flower by the side of the road, uh, of the kindness of a person, the sun that comes up. But she's still hurting. And so a friend of hers invites her to go on a mission trip to New Orleans with a group of teenagers and to chaperone them while they serve victims of Katrina. And on mm-hmm. that trip, while serving these teenagers and serving the victims of Katrina, Leslie's heart comes alive, the healing starts to come, and she catches a vision that she can spend the rest of her life helping people overcome PTSD. And she starts a foundation called Permission to Dream Again Foundation. And that's what she's been doing, putting on marathons and half marathons and parades and picnics and fundraisers and events that raise money and create resources to help prevent the PTSD damage in soldiers so that families can stay together. So you see that the way her bad thing turned into a good thing for many others. She used her experience to bless others. That's that's what it's all about. That's what facing the blitz um, is really all about. That's that's exactly right. I mean, you may you may face the blitz. You gotta you gotta tuck it in and take that loss. But you know, turn around and. You know, next next time, you know, throw the pass, go long, and and make a win. But you got to get through get through facing the blitz. I love that analogy there. That is, um, you know, that is that is great. Hey, uh, Jeff, we actually uh, have been joined on the line by my co-host, Mr. Chris Dannenauer. I know he was running a little bit behind today, so Chris, welcome. How are you doing today? Keith, I, I'm good, and uh, you know, I'm looking forward to the weekend, man. Oh man, tell me about it. You know, Hi, Chris. We'll, uh, we'll Hello, Chris, sir. How you doing? Good, good. Kemp. Chris is joining us from the Watchdogs National Office in Springdale, Arkansas. We're gonna uh, we'll get get back with Chris here in a few minutes. But Chris, do you have any uh, any questions or comments for Jeff? I know you kind of came in late on the uh, on the interview here, but uh, you have anything for Jeff? Uh, not at this time, Keith. I caught the very end, and uh, just uh, I'm glad to see what Jeff is doing, uh, and. Uh, you know the lessons that he he's he's teaching and uh, the perspective that he gives. So uh, I want to just you know give kudos to him and praises to him. Well, I'll, I'll pass those praises on to others, but um, I want to thank you guys for what you do to um, help, to encourage, to bless, to nurture children by going upstream and encouraging fathers. Um, and just the engagement of dads in the schools is so powerful when a dad pays attention. Um, and that's I, I, I talk a lot about fathering, parenting, investing in kids, um, investing in their heart, 
not just in their performance. Obviously, we want to pay attention to their academics and stuff, but a kid feels best not when you say, oh, it was so cool to see you score a goal. They feel mm-hmm. best when you say, you know what, I know you didn't score today and you didn't get to play much, but you are the biggest encourager on this team. Your character of encouragement and your perseverance and just your smile. I saw your smile at your friend. You're an awesome person. I'm so proud of you no matter what you do. You know how a kid feels when you do that? Because you're, you're affirming their identity more so than their performance. And performance, as a quarterback knows, goes up and down. Someday you're going to get booed. Someday you're going to get cheered. And someday you're going to get cut. That doesn't change my identity. And our kids need to know that love. So, man, when dads hang around their kids, when they take an interest in them, when they show up at their school, uh, that's phenomenal. And, and if a daddy tells a child the hard times he had in junior high school or elementary school or high school, the tough things, the blitzes that happened to him, it makes it safe for a child to share with their mom and dad what their Absolutely. tough things are. Absolutely. You know, I had a... Um an experience you know, with my daughter, my 15-year-old daughter the other day. And, you know, when, when I talk about the fact I have a teenage daughter, people give me that look like, oh, how are you handling that? And, and I look at them and I say, you know what? I've been engaged in my daughter's school and her education since, well, since birth. But, but I've, you know, every year I have stepped foot in the classroom. I've had a relationship with the teachers. So now the relationship that I have with my daughter, and I'm no, I am by no means a perfect dad and, and, and they will tell you that. <laughs> but to have that relationship, when I know my daughter can come to me, when, when she looks at me and smiles, when I get that text in the morning, you know, uh, you know, good morning, Dada, I love you, when, you know, I'm, you know, a thousand miles away, that, that she stops to think about that in her, in her myriad of a million texts a day. Uh, you know, that's the thing. It's that, that being engaged and when, when you take the time to do that, if it takes – you know, one day a year to be a watchdog to go into that school, that's something they're going to remember. Um, you know, if it takes going to that track meet, if it takes going to that football game, if it, you know, whatever it takes, you know, yeah, we're guys, we're busy, we've got a lot to do, we're trying to make a living, we're trying to, you know, bring in the paycheck, but it's the long-term things that make a difference. You know, the paycheck comes every two weeks or, or, or however or whatever, but it's the long-term things that matter. So, and I, you know I think, what? Jeff, I think You're, you'll agree with that. You're talking about presence being right. there and you're talking about relationship uh, connecting with someone else in this case the people most important to you and you're most important to them your daughter your son your grandson your granddaughter your wife your husband um, the mother of your kids mm-hmm. you're a teammate with them whether if you're not married or you're divorced uh, but you're, you're man for the sake of loving your kid love the mother of your kid all, the, all that Absolutely. makes sense there may there may be a blitz that happened, but to face the blitz, like a friend of mine who was a, a divorced dad, single dad, and his uh, his ex-wife had her car break down one day and called him not too soon after their divorce, and um, she said, I don't know what I'm going to do, I can't get to work, and he quickly jumped in his car, drove over there, gave her his car, said, hey, you can take it to work, and they took hers and got it fixed that day, mm-hmm. and that night at dinner, his daughter was in the house with him, um, and she said, Daddy, how could you be so nice to her? She's been so mean to you lately. He said, sweetie, we're supposed to love people all the time, not right. based on how they behave. He, that single dad gave the greatest lesson in marriage and unconditional love to his daughter right there. He, he, he used a blitz for the positive. Absolutely. And, and that, I just want to encourage people that, you know, problems is where life is defined. You can't avoid yep. them. So, yep. so t- tackle the blitz in a positive way. 
Uh, talk to your kids honestly about things. And, and practice these principles, and you'll see relationships grow. You'll see teamwork grow. You'll see family grow. Um, and you'll have a bigger influence with other people um, outside of your own family if you're direct and straightforward attacking your problems and you don't hide it from other people. That is awesome. Well, Jeff, we've run it. We've run out of time, and I, I want to thank you for taking the time to join us. I know you, I told you 12 minutes, but we were having such a good time, we let it run long. So uh, as, as we wind up here, Jeff, tell us, how can somebody get information on the book Facing the Blitz? Well, they can go to facingtheblitz.com, and they're going to be able to buy the book there, and they'll also get some of my I have free weekly videos they can sign up for called Facing Your Blitz, what a one-minute video devotion. Um, right. And there's also a study, study guide for groups. So facingtheblitz.com. And also, if their marriage needs help or parenting, go to FamilyLife.com, where I work, because we're in that business of strengthening families, FamilyLife.com and FacingTheBlitz.com. Great. Well, once again, former NFL quarterback Jeff Kemp. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us, and we are here on Watch Dogs Radio. Join us next week where I'm going to have that uh, interview with Justin Raber from uh, this morning at Virginia PTA. So thank you so much for joining us. Join us next week on Watch Dogs Radio. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you. Thank you for joining us in another edition of Watch Dogs Radio. Watch Dogs Radio is a production of the Dads of Great Students program of the National Center for Fathering. For more information on the Watch Dogs program and how to bring this great program to your school, go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. Remember, the only schools that don't have a Watch Dogs program are the ones that just don't know enough about us. And now for Eric and Chris and the staff at the Watch Dogs National Office in Springdale, This is Keith Shoemaker. Be sure to join us next week. Have a great week.